Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Good morning, everybody. We're back, your auto team, right here at the True Old League Channel. Sitting in the studio with a team of experts that are going to help you uh, make your next buying experience of an automobile, your next leasing experience of an automobile, a more pleasant one than the last time. Uh, repairing and maintaining, of course, are all part of the equation of your relationship with your car. And we've got an expert on the uh, technical aspects of automobiles in the studio, too. For you new listeners, and uh, hopefully we have a lot of them, because uh, we're on the true oldie station, which is uh, Goldie Oldies. It's the uh, 60s and 70s music, and we're not a music show here. We're a consumer advocacy show. We're a live radio talk show. Um, to answer your questions live on the radio. In fact, we can answer your texts, too. And we'd like to uh, welcome you to our talk show. I hope you do like live talk. If you're tuned in for songs, uh, you'll have to wait two hours because I'm not going to sing to you. I mean, I'm doing you a favor, trust me. If I don't sing to you, you wouldn't want to hear me sing. Oh, come on. And uh, Nancy Nancy might sing to you, but I'm You're not going to. You're a great singer. We well, want to hear you sing and entertain us. And again, for our new listeners, who am I? My name is Earl, Earl Stewart, actually. <clears throat> I'm a recovering car dealer, I call myself. I wrote a book called Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. I've been in the automobile business for a long, long time, since 1968, as a matter of fact. I've I've had multiple dealerships. I want you to know that even though I'm still a car dealer, this is not an infomercial, okay? I don't pay this station, 95.9 True Oldies, anything to be on this show. It's not an infomercial. And I will do my very best to stay away from the fact that I am a car dealer I, I have a Toyota dealership. I'm not going to try to sell you Toyotas. For one thing, 85% of you out there don't even drive Toyotas or want Toyotas. And uh, I have a, we have one of our regular callers calling in. I'm going to wait a minute, Tina, till we get to you, till I <coughs> finish some of this introduction so we don't have anybody confused who just tuned in this car dealer on the True Oldie channel. But I do have a lot of experience in automobiles. And uh, I used to sell automobiles the wrong way, the old-fashioned way, Uh, bait-and-switch advertising, uh, unfair, deceptive uh, sales practices, uh, all the things that you probably encounter today when you go in to buy a car. So because I did it the wrong way for so many years, and now I've changed, I do it the right way, I've changed even further because I'm broadcasting this. I'm talking about it. I'm on blogs. I do public speaking. Nancy and I talk to Kiwanis Club, Rotary Clubs, condo associations, libraries, colleges. We speak all the time about how you can avoid being ripped off by a car dealer. Um, My qualifications, as I said, a lot of experience, close to a half half a century. And uh, when you've done something the wrong way and you learn how to do it the right way, I mean with honesty and transparency, uh, you're, you're a more effective tool to be able to analyze what can happen to the average consumer when they go in to buy a car. Part of the information that we find most useful in this analysis are our mystery shopping reports. And 
by the way, this radio show, not this particular one, but we have been on the radio live for more than 10 years. Uh, we started out a half an hour and went to an hour, and now we're up to two hours. <clears throat> These mystery shopping reports have been going on every week for all those years. And we sent an undercover agent into some car dealership in South Florida. We went all the way down to Fort Lauderdale, actually Weston, uh, this week to talk to a car dealer. We've been north to Vero Beach. We cover just about all the car dealers in South Florida, certainly all the ones of any significant size or reputation, meaning positive or negative. And we learn from their actions because <clears throat> that's the tip of the iceberg. When our mystery shopper is taken advantage of, that means hundreds and hundreds of ordinary consumers like you were taken advantage of. And we talk about it on the air, live, like I am right now. We don't um, change the names. We, we name the dealerships. We name the salespeople, the sales managers, and we tell you exactly what happened. So with these mystery shopping reports, and we've got one coming up on the show later on, we vote on the results of the mystery shopping report. We uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, just like when you're in school. We don't have very many A's. Actually, we don't have that many F's, but you've got to have a passing grade to be recommended. And we have two lists. Don't, do not buy from this dealer list and a recommended list. So uh, this helps you, and you can go to this by going to the web, and you can go to www.gooddealerbaddealerlist.com. www.gooddealerbaddealerlist. Did I get that right, Stu? That is correct. Okay. Gooddealerbaddealerlist.com. Okay, so this is what we do. We help you, and your calls are of primary importance. Uh, fresh information. What happened to you last week, the week before? What happened to you when you bought or leased your last car or brought your last car in for service? I get a lot more calls complaining about service uh, from our listeners than I do about sales. Uh, that's because you have to service your car a whole lot more than you have to buy a car. You buy a car every four or five years. You service your car, at least you should service your car, at least every six months or about 5,000 miles. So there's a lot more opportunity to be deceived, taken advantage of, in car servicing. So let's talk about it, call. And uh, Nancy? Yes, good morning, everyone. First and foremost, we want to thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars right here at the True Oldies channel. And uh, also, I want to let the ladies know that uh, I've got $50 for the first two new lady callers. So give us a call. Uh, Help me support the ladies here on Earl Stewart on Cars. Share your story with me on service, sales, anything at all, leasing. And uh, you are a very important part of the show. And if you're hungry for something new, you found it right here at Earl Stewart on Cars. Now we're going to go to Tina, who's calling from Bonita Springs, and she is a regular caller. Good morning, Tina. Hi, how are you guys doing? I wanted to get on the phone right away because I was reading Automotive News and I saw something really important. This is a recall from Kia and it's an airbag glitch. It's going to affect over 500,000 cars. And we've been having problems with the Takata airbags deploying just automatically. Well, these airbags might not deploy and what's even worse, 
is that the seatbelt tensioner won't work either, and the airbag control unit might short circuit. So this affects the 2010 to 2013 Kia Fortes. This also affects the 2011 to 2013 Kia Optimas, the hybrids, and Sedonas. Here's the important part. There's no available fix yet. Hmm. So what would your recommendation be, Earl? Would you recommend that people that own these cars not drive them until there's a fix available? I certainly do. I'm not sure what Kia's position is, Tina, but uh, oftentimes, uh, Rick, you have a... Well, as a matter of fact, this recall is coming right on the heels of Hyundai, which is an affiliate with Kia. They work together. And there's a million, over a million cars total in this recall now. Yeah, same manufacturer, Kia and Hyundai. So anytime you have a car that has a dangerous airbag, something that is especially unfixable, the recommendation has to be do not drive the car. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, you need to talk to Kia, and uh, we'll do a little research on this uh, now that we're aware of it, uh, Tina. Thank you very much um, by talking to Kia and to Kia dealers to see what the manufacturer's position is. But uh, sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the oil, and the customers that complain get help, and the ones that don't complain don't get help. So if you're driving one of these cars, call your Kia dealer, tell them you insist on a loaner car, and you will not drive your car until a fix is available and your car is fixed. That should be the position. Some manufacturers are being proactive in this, and they will offer the loaner cars proactively to their buyers, drivers of those cars. Some of them just want to remain quiet and will not do anything until you ask. But my advice, if you're affected by one of these Kias, ask your dealer, and if the dealer will not follow suit and get you a car, I would call Kia directly on the 800 line. And my next step would be to call an attorney because it's dangerous. I mean, we're not talking about, uh, you know, your, uh, your, uh, your, radio radio say, your radio. Yeah, your stereo's not working. We're talking about something that could kill you. So number one, get a loaner from your Kia dealer. If no, talk directly to the manufacturer on the toll-free 800 number. And then number three, call your attorney. And anybody out there in that boat, please call me. And remember, as Rick just said, it's also Hyundai's and Kia's that are affected by this. It's shocking <clears throat> they would have this many cars without a fix available. And uh, I think this should be big headlines. I'm not sure why we haven't seen this more uh, on television. Yes, Rick? As a matter of fact, just, I've... It just, yeah, it, it just came out on automotive news two days ago. So I this see. is yep. like hot off the press. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, according to the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Association, there have been six confirmed cases, uh, four Hyundai Sonata and two with Kia Fortes, where these cars have had serious collisions and airbags have not deployed, and at least four serious injuries and two people have died already. And yet we're just hearing about it now. And this is 1.1 million cars total. If you're driving a Kia... Or a Forte, Kia Forte, and what was the other one, Sonata? The Hyundai Sonata. Yeah, Hyundai Sonata, uh, or the Kia Forte. Uh, And you've got the article in front of you. I got the 2010-2013 Forte. What were the models on the uh, other Kia? It's the Uh, the 2011-13 Kia Optima, the Hybrid, and the Sedona. Yeah. Yep. Well, you go to safercar.org, that's the NHTSA, National Highway Traffic Safety Association website. 
www.safercar.gov www.safercar.gov and put your VIN in if you have a Hyundai or a Kia and find out if your car is affected and again uh, my advice call the Kia dealer demand demand a free loaner car uh, if they can't provide you one demand they reimburse you because then you rent a car from Avis Hertz uh, Enterprise and they should reimburse you do not drive the car because uh, you could die and that's a sad fact uh, the fact it's an automotive news and I'm not seeing about the, seeing that on Channel 5, Channel 12, Channel 25, uh, Palm Beach Post, Fort Lauderdale Sentinel, online. I don't know why this isn't more uh, uh, more of an important news story than a lot of the other stuff I'm seeing. But thank you very much uh, for pointing this out to us, uh, Tina. You always have a great call. This is one of your most important calls, and I thank you very much. Thank you, Tina. Thanks. Look forward and to hearing on from you. a little happier note... <clears throat> Yes. Um, I'm going to talk to Earl for a second. I was on my soapbox with Nancy last week. But, you know, Cadillac is a really neat company, I think. Because back when Oldsmobile was having problems, I think the biggest problem is they did not market to a younger audience. And Cadillac has done that. And Cadillac has something really cool that kind of came out a little bit last year, and it's called Super Cruise. And it is a semi-autonomous car. And it has gotten really good ratings. Hmm. So starting in 2020, all of Cadillac's vehicles will come with what's called Super Cruise. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. What, what exactly does the Super Cruise do? Sound like you're, you put it on like you would a cruise control on the turnpike, but it does even more than a normal cruise? Yeah, it's hands-free driving, but oh. the driver has to pay attention. So the driver's eye direction and face uh, direction are monitored. Mm-hmm. And if you're not paying total attention, if you lose focus, the system will, like, it'll, it'll prompt the driver to look at the road. And if something happens to where you get unresponsive, the car will come to a controlled, safe stop. There's more to it than that. I'm simplifying it, but it's mm-hmm. really a cool thing. You know, it's funny you mentioned Cadillac. Uh, Cadillac, of course, has been suffering in sales for a long time. And the electric cars, uh, foreign electric cars, BMW, Porsche, Mercedes have really come in. Volvo, a lot of the European cars have come in and really taken away the luxury car market from Cadillac. Now, you could argue about quality and a lot of other things, performance, but one of the things <coughs> that you're reading about in the news today are tariffs, and there are no tariffs on the European luxury cars. Uh, so they, they really, they're really able to come in, Mercedes, BMW, Porsche, uh, are able to come in and compete uh, against Cadillac, uh, whereas American cars sold in Europe have a very high tariff. So it, you, that's a, j- just a little, uh, I don't want to get political here, but I'm just saying that uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens to Cadillac sales if and when the tariffs are put on BMW, Mercedes, and the rest of the European luxury cars. <clears throat> and as I say, a lot of the reason Cadillac sales have suffered have been because of quality and some other things. But price disadvantage, unfair disadvantage, is a reality. Yeah. And unrelated subject, but something I think is important, there's a car dealer. It's, I think it's the Nissan car dealer. They're always having these crazy ads. And one of them is saying, this, this drives me nuts. 
$5,000 for your trade-in. Drag it in, drive it in, push it in. They don't care. 5000 for your trade. <laughs> but what they don't explain to you is that they want to put you in a car that you can't afford. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, no, you, you can't buy a $10,000 car. You have to buy this $30,000 <laughs> car over here in order to get the $5,000 off. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, that's one of the old school tricks. Uh, and the problem is the people listening to this radio show, especially the people like you, Tina, that call in, you know, uh, they laugh at these ads. You see an ad, and we have them all over the East Coast, too. Some of the most outrageous, uh, stupid. Uh, you say, how could anybody be dumb enough to think that they're going to give me $5,000 for my car if I have to drag it in or tow it in? And But people believe it. And these people are taken advantage of. They don't listen to Earl Stewart on cars. They don't go to, uh, they don't Google research. They don't go to Edmonds or Kelly Blue Book. Uh, they don't do any homework. Uh, they go in and they buy the car they get taken advantage of. And people like this need to be protected. And that's the reason we need regulators. We need legislators. We need people to take care of the people that can't take care of themselves. And there's a lot of reasons for it. Very young people are exploited. Very old people are exploited. People that English is not their first language. People that unfortunately don't have the education. Uh, Everybody in our society uh, isn't so sharp and aware and educated that they can defend themselves against ads like $5,000, $5,000, even if your car is in a basket, we're going to give you $5,000. But people fall for it, Tina, and these people, I think I know the deal you're talking about. I think he also has a Kia dealership and maybe a Hyundai dealership. Uh, he's over there in your area, and he does some outrageous yeah. ads. And, uh, it's, it's Sutherland, it's Sutherland, Sutherland Nissan. Yeah. He's the one that really yes. pushes it, and at the end of the mental he'll say, I have to get rid of this many models worth of cars, and mm-hmm. he'll just offer this outrageous discount. Yeah, he's and the largest Kia really dealer. A good car he's the largest Kia dealer in the world, and he sells wow. like four or five hundred Kias a month. He outsells the Toyota dealer because he lies better than anybody over there on the West Coast. He tells the most outrageous, and he aims at the victims, the people that will believe they could get $5,000 for a pile of junk that they towed in. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, We need to maybe uh, do a video YouTube of one of his advertisements and uh, put it on. Now that we're live and in color and we're doing a (laughs) podcast and YouTube, I'd love to have one of those ads. Yeah. That's going to be huge. Yeah, and Nancy. <laughs> yes. And Nancy, I found something really cool. And now I'm not a Forbes reader. I'm not of their demographic, but I found something really cool. We've been talking about autonomous cars lately, and I sent a link to the text. But there's a company called Phantom, and what they're going to be doing is level four autonomous cars. Uh, they're going to be able to overtake the car in a safety situation. Hmm. So it works by cellular signal, and there's an actual human operator and they can stop the car they can steer it out of trouble they can whatever i mean it's really really a very clever thing and there's way more to it i I sent you guys a link you can discuss it at length but i just thought you'd find that very fascinating that autonomous cars now that there's this startup company it's going to make autonomous cars a lot safer absolutely well thank you tina thank you very much i'll take a look at that uh link and tina again Thank you for being part of the show. You always bring so much information to the table. Uh, back to uh, Tina pointing out the uh, uh, newspaper and TV ads in 
unbelievable. Just whenever you think that you've seen and heard it all, um, they never cease to amaze any of us. And for the poor, unsuspecting car buyer, uh, it's really unfortunate. So knowledge is power, as I always say. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us 772-697, excuse me, 497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, thank you. Let's uh, talk about, uh, now I've got a text here, which is uh, came in from the West Coast, which is kind of cool. I love it when we get people watching us from afar. And um, I'm just going to read the text. It has to do with a RAV4 lease question. I went over on my mileage, excess mileage on my Toyota RAV4 2016 that I leased for three years. I'll be over by about 30,000 miles. Wow, that's a lot of mileage to be over. But I do want to buy the vehicle in cash for my wife. Any suggestions on what my options are? How should I handle this issue exceeding the miles? My wife recently wants to keep uh, this SUV. How can I deal with a Toyota dealer? I'm in a bad position, and this is from George in Los Angeles. George, uh, that's uh, that's great. You're lucky. I know it sounds like you're unlucky, but the fact that you want to buy the car is your savior here. This is what bails you out of a very, very serious situation. I'm not sure what your mileage charge would be. Sue, what's the mileage on a RAV4 lease? Typically 20 cents? 18 cents a mile. 18 cents a mile. So you do the math, 18 cents, that's over $5,000 on on, a 30, what, what is that? 18 cents, yeah, about 50, almost $6,000 mm-hmm. uh, penalty charge for going over. So, chances are you have an option to purchase that RAV4 in your lease contract. It's a residual value, which is your right, your option to buy. Chances are the purchase price is going to save you because it certainly wouldn't be over $6,000 or less than $6,000 from the market value. Uh, you'll be able to buy the car and come out way ahead on the deal. But the way you do this is, well, you <clears throat> just to be sure, you want to get a market value analysis on your RAV4. So you get that by having it appraised by a Toyota dealer or anybody that thinks that they want to give you an extra figure. You could go to any car dealer. You could go to CarMax, and I, I'm sure you have CarMax out there in California. Say you want to sell your car, they'll tell you what the market value of your RAV4 is, and then you can use that to judge based on the residual option purchase price you have and uh, exercise your option, and that'll save you several thousand dollars. And uh, a lot of people don't know they have that option, fact of the matter is, usually the option doesn't do you a whole lot of good because the option is not something that would be lower than the market price. So if it's not lower than the market price, you're better off not to exercise it. Market price means you can buy one just like it for a lower price. So thank you very much for your text. And all you folks out there that don't want to be on live radio, our text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And That's pretty impressive. He's texting us at five thirty in the morning. I was out just there. I was just gonna say that. I was gonna thank George for, for listening and texting us from Los LA. Yeah. Five thirty in the morning. Thank you for your dedication. For all of you, if you would like to join in the fun that we're having, any of the information you'd like to ch- uh, share with us, eight seven seven nine six oh ninety nine sixty. Maybe a car buying experience. 
Uh, if you're a little shy, 772-497-6530. And now we are going to go to Pat, who's been holding. She's a first-time caller. Oh, great. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. How are you all? Hey. We're well, thank you. Very good. I'm calling this morning. I've been trying to reach you for now for over a month. Ooh. But every time I try to dial, I get the wrong number. It's not your fault. It's mine. I just want to say thank you for uh, this show. I wish I had listened to this show before I bought the car that I have now, because I would have been much better off. But I just want to thank you all for this show. It's very informative. Well, thank you, Pat. That means a lot to us. Yes. Uh, we, uh, we do a lot of... Uh, talking on this show and sometimes we wonder how many people are really listening and absorbing what we have to say and uh, would you mind sharing with us uh, what, you're, what you would have done differently uh, when you bought your previous car you don't have to if you'd rather not but uh, maybe that would help some other people that might be in your position who are listening to the show well I went to a dealership uh, to, we both were looking for a car and a truck my husband and I and we started searching around we heard about you being the best around, so we went to you guys first, and we were looking for something specific, but the salesperson, and no offense to you, but the salesperson was not user-friendly, shall I say, mm-hmm. as we went in there, and he wanted to know exactly what we wanted, and I didn't know what I wanted for a car, and he says, well, I can't help you until you can tell me what you want. Oh, boy. So that made us walk away, and we went to another dealership, and the other dealership that I went to, and I'm not going to mention you, was far worse. We ended up buying the two vehicles there, but I will never, ever go there again. Mm-hmm. That's my experience. Well, uh, I'm sorry you had a bad experience at my dealership, but I'm glad that you learned uh, from the show. And uh, next time you're in the market for a car, you'll be for, forewarned and forearmed. And I, I know you can. Uh, you sound like a, a very sharp uh, person who uh, learns from uh, this show. And next time you go in... You'll get a good deal, and you'll have a much more pleasant experience. Hope you can listen some and, more. And, and, and I'll see. And I'll see you. I'll call you on your phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you do that, Pat. And, and please call in again. Uh, we we really lobby heavily for female listeners. That's the reason yes. Nancy is waving a fifty dollar bill at me right now. She <laughs> she has fifty bucks. Oh my for goodness! You. She's got fifty bucks for you, Pat. You're a first Pat. time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And. Uh, and all you other ladies out there, we do this twice. So if there's other uh, female listeners who haven't called the show before, uh, we're not. You know, we we have no shame here. We pay fifty dollars because we love women. We think we need more women callers, and uh, that's what we're going to do. And Nancy will be sure that you get that fifty bucks. Just stay on the line oh, and give you us your, give us your information. I'll get that check out to you, Pat, and uh, spread thank the you. word. See if uh, you can get some other ladies to give us a call and share their stories. Oh, I sure will. Thank you. Thank you. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And, uh, boy, the studio is just lit up here we have some great backdrops behind us. I'm sure everyone can see it. And uh, I believe that Stu is the this man. man. <laughs> <laughs> no. So congratulations, Stu, for a job well done. Oh, no, no. Thanks goes to Fast Signs of West Palm Beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to Earl Stewart. Thank you. 
Got another text, uh, and again, for you texters, uh, some people are just not extroverts. They don't want to be on live radio. I don't blame you. But the uh, texting number is area code 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And we've got a text right here. Hi, regarding the airbag recall, my 2007 Lexus ES350 had this issue. I called my dealer on the first week of every month for nine months, meaning the issue he's talking about is I got a problem, but they don't have the part to fix it. The inflator is the part. For a long time, parts weren't available. Sometimes the brands that makes catch up, sometimes they don't. We just heard about Kia and Hyundai. They've got over a million vehicles on the road with no fix. So what this gentleman did with his 2007 Lexus is uh, he called the dealer on the first week of every month for nine months. Now that's persistence. Isn't it a shame that you have to do that? Isn't that a shame? Uh, he said the parts manager he knew on a first name basis. This paid off <coughs> when he alerted me to an incoming shipment of replacement parts and I wound up being the first. Uh, uh, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, is what he says, and that is great advice. It's a shame that I have to say this, that there would be a more organized fashion if you have a car that you're driving with a defective airbag that can kill you. And I know I sound dramatic. You know, I get mad at Not meteorologists at and weathermen when they say, hurricanes, you're all going to die. So I feel foolish when I say here, the people out there driving those Kias and Hyundais and Toyotas and Lexus and Hondas with defective airbags, you can die. I mean, if I didn't say it, I'd be remiss, right? Yes. I got to say it like it is. So tip, if you are having trouble on a car that you're driving, first of all, this gentleman here was driving a car that could kill him. He should have tried to get a loaner from the Lexus dealer. But the car is fixed now, so that's academic. So the first step when you have a car that has a defective airbag is don't drive it. Park it. Then you call the dealer and you say, I demand a free loaner car. Or I demand you reimburse me for the car I'm going to rent because I'm not going to drive that death trap. And if they say no, you call the manufacturer. And if they say no, you call your attorney. If we had more people out there that were getting excited about this, but you would be surprised. Uh, in the in the studio right now <clears throat> is a, a new newcomer to our show. Her name is Melissa Barton. She's our public relations person, and Melissa is listening to the show for the reason of understanding more about this Takata airbag recall problem, and not just Takata, there are other problems with airbags, and there are other problems with dangerous recalls. And uh, she's incredulous as I am, is the fact this thing doesn't re receive more publicity, that you know, we're watching things on the news that are far less important than the death traps that are on the road, the millions of death traps that are on the road with defective airbags and other recalls. I mean, there was a, I believe it was a Hyundai, Sonata in Tampa that burst into flame the other day on the road, and no one was killed, thankfully. But this is a type of thing. The it was a Kia. It was yes, a Kia. Kia. And the uh, person that owned the Kia was never notified by the manufacturer that there was a recall. And fortunately, just by a stroke of luck, somebody driving by saw the car was on fire, waved at the person, had the person pull over, and then the car was suddenly engulfed in flame. She got out in the nick of time. 
So Melissa Barton, who's handling our publicity now, is going to try to get through to some of the local media and say, listen, it's important that you publicize the fact that a lot of your listeners, watchers, readers, the people that are your customers too, are driving death traps. Let them know. Tell them about safercar.gov, www.safercar.gov. At least people are aware. This Kia person that could have been died, could have burned to death there on I-4 in the Tampa area, if she'd have known about safercar.gov, she could have gone online and found out her Kia was a death trap. So we need to get the word out, and hopefully we can do this through this radio show, through our blog, and through any other means possible. Absolutely. Great information. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just a reminder, if you're unable to listen to us live, um, the live show, or you want to listen to any other past shows, you can always go to Earl on Cars, and uh, there you can find a YouTube, a pod, a podcast, a blogs, um, a lot of information uh, to empower you. Uh, remember, I always say knowledge is power. Our number is 877-960-9960, and you can also text us at 772-497-6530. You know, I wanted to mention something the Consumer Report has been uh, talking about for a while, and that's the sunroofs and the dangers that they pose. And uh, there was a particular woman out in Houston who's had her sunroof explode. So uh, if any of you haven't... uh, read about that consumer report i always say um it is something that earl and i uh it's our bible at home and uh the 2018 i talked about it last week the auto issue uh that's the uh, april issue will give you recalls and uh, safety uh, updates uh, everything that you want to know the best used cars so uh if you didn't pick up uh, an edition of that you should Back to the recovering car dealer. The texts are working real well this morning, folks. Thank you very much for all you uh, texters out there. Love to have you call, too. Actually, prefer the call, but the text is second best. And the text number is 772-497-6530. Again, that text number, very code 772-497-6530. And, of course, the call number is 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. got a text, and the text says, Hi, Earl. I typically buy and keep my new cars for 15 years. Wow. Mm. The, the recent change of technology, safety mechanisms, and engine technology has caused me to question continuing with this approach. Do you think it might be better to switch to a three-year lease? Now, tremendous question. It's a question that is especially important because of the data, the technology, the knowledge, the explosion. Uh, We're talking about autonomous cars. Yes, you should be trading at a shorter cycle. And remember, I'm a car dealer, so don't believe everything I say. We car dealers would love to sell you cars every three years instead of every 15 years. I will say, I respect the fact that you were able to buy a car and maintain it. The cars today are built better than they ever were before. You can drive a car for 15 years and 300,000 miles or 400,000 miles more today than ever before. Time was 50 years ago, 50,000 miles, your car was getting ready to fall apart. The cars today are built so well, they'll last for a long time. So if you have to keep the car and you maintain the car, you can do it. 
However, caveat, safety. It's a good thing. They have got things on cars today that you couldn't even have dreamed about 25, 50 years ago. Things that will save your life. Hmm. If you haven't purchased a car, if your old car is five years or more old, you will be startled at what the increased safety can mean to you and your family. Even if you don't want to buy a car, you owe it to yourself to check consumer reports like Nancy always said. Find out a good, safe, reliable car. Go in, check it out, or just check it out online. Don't go into a car dealership. They'll just try to hassle you and sell you a car. Go online, find out what is available in safety. But I would recommend that you shorten your purchase or lease cycle to about three years. Because three years from now, today's cars will be almost technologically obsolete. I think we have a caller. We do, uh, but first I'd like to uh, I'd like to tell the ladies that uh, you know women simply just want to experience a a straightforward and a fair, uh, transparent uh, respect. Uh, situation whenever they come into a dealership and and that's all we want and uh, I can't stress enough that uh, we would love to hear from more ladies and uh, I am going to go to our call and that's from West Palm Beach and that's Meg. Meg, thanks for calling. Hi, my question is we purchased a Ford Fusion for my son a couple of years ago when he was going off to college, and it's an older vehicle, but it was in good shape. We just got a recall on it for the passenger airbag. I'm concerned is the age of it. I'm concerned about the driver's airbag, too. Can we request to be replaced? Well, uh, Meg, uh, the passenger's airbag, of course, is, a, is, is an important consideration, and if your son can't get that fixed is a fix available for the for the passenger airbag Meg can you hear me uh, yeah uh, the um, go to safercar.gov www.safercar.gov put the VIN number in of the Ford Fusion and this will tell you if a fix is available uh, if a fix is not available, as I said earlier in the show, demand a free loaner car for your son to drive or demand reimbursement for a rental car so you can keep him safe. But if a fix is available, you want to get that passenger side fixed right away. If it is a driver's side issue too, it will be on the safercar.gov website. Sometimes these have airbag recalls for both, sometimes just the driver's side, sometimes the passenger side. Now, if push comes to shove and you have to drive the car to get to school or get to wherever you need, if you have to have the car, <coughs> you can just not carry any passengers in the front right-hand seat in the passenger seat. You carry them in the back seat and you can sit on the driver's side, but you can't have anybody, if you do have somebody in the passenger side, obviously you're risking their life. So first thing you need to do, Meg, is find out if the fix is available. If the fix is available, fix it. Fix not available, then demand a free loaner car. If you can't get the loaner car, just be sure your son understands. Don't have any of his friends driving with him in the passenger side because you're putting that friend at risk. And Meg, thank you very right. much for the call. Well, my go ahead. I'm sorry, we're having a we're getting in and out here. I thought you were off the line, but what were you going to say? Um, we are getting a rental car. They did say we could have one, oh, which great. is good. 
But I'm concerned about the driver's airbag. If the age of the car is mm. at the passenger side isn't good, I'm concerned still if he were to get an accident that driver's side. The NHTSA is pretty good about that, and if they do not have a recall on that, then the driver's side would be safe. Rick has a comment. Hi, Meg. Uh, the main issue that they're having with that recall is the inflator that actually operates to blow the airbag out and what a lot of car companies have done in order to keep from being considered what's called monopolizing and using only one company one producer makes the inflator for one side airbag but a different company makes the inflator for the other airbag so oh, the driver's okay. side airbag is a different design inflator and it does not have that issue that the Takata airbags have the Takata okay. inflator is the one that can literally explode like a pipe bomb, and those are being used mostly on passenger side on the cars. But that safercar.gov website would give you the list of any open recalls on that car. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that information. That's helpful. Thanks, Meg. Uh, please call back in again. Love to hear from you next yes, week. We would love to hear All from you. All right. Bye-bye. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, remember, ladies, I have $50 for one more lady caller, so give us a call. And remember, ladies, knowledge is power. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Got another text. Love these texts. Huh. They're pouring in. 772-497-6530. Text us at area code 772-497-6530. This first text, I have several here. Earl, Johnny from Riviera Beach. I tuned in late on the Kia Recall. My daughter drives a 2014 Kia Forte. She bought brand new. This car has been absolutely great with no problems at all. And she's thinking about trading it in, trading it in and getting a, uh, a new one. Is her car on recall for the airbags? <clears throat> uh, Rick will run a quick check here. Uh, sometimes all the vehicles of a particular year and and uh, yeah. model. I already checked for Takatas. They're not under any Takata recall, so it's probably the other one that you guys are talking okay, about. Okay, great. Okay, we got the answer is no. Uh, on on your uh, 2014 Kia Forte, there is no recall. Not Takata. Not to God. Uh, there, there's, I'm there's checking other, right yeah. now. Yeah. And write this uh, website down, if you haven't already, www.safercar.gov. That's the National Highway Traffic Safety Association, NHTSA, www.safer, S-A-F-E-R-C-A-R dot G-O-V. And you put the VIN number of your daughter's car in, and that will give you that information. By the way, you can also call the Kia dealer, and he can take the VIN and do the same thing. Or you can go get a Carfax report. Carfax has this information. Once you have the VIN, you can get the information a lot of places. And the third place is the manufacturer. You can call the 800 number, uh, and you can call the Kia manufacturer and find out. So uh, thanks for the call, and uh, we'll get you... Uh, the information. Uh, Rick is looking right now, but again, the VIN is the way to go. Uh, here's another call. This is uh, Bar Barry O'Brien. The Kia airbag recall has been all over the news in the past few days, so uh, I was remiss. I didn't think it had been all over the news. It wasn't all over the news I was looking at, and maybe uh, 
We just need to do a little bit more. Yeah, he followed up, said it was two days ago in the Palm Beach Post. Okay, very good. Very good. Rick? Okay. On the Kia, uh, the 2014 Kia Forte, I'm finding two possible open recalls for their car. They'd want to check the specific VIN number, but there's one for the brake pedal stopper, uh, a plunger that may not retract properly, and one for a cooling fan resistor that could possibly overheat and melt down a resistor. Mm -hmm. So definitely run your VIN number through safercar.gov to see if you have any open recalls. Yeah, we talk about Takata airbags a whole lot, but there are other airbags out there that are defective. In fact, this is the Kia. Uh, I believe the, the Kia and the Hyundai are not Takata. Correct. So, uh, so uh, Takata is the 800-pound gorilla. The Takata is the airbag manufacturer that supplied most of the airbags in the whole world, and therefore there are millions and millions of cars all over the world with Takata airbags. Uh, there's so many class action suits and other suits against Takata. They went bankrupt, and uh, some other company bought them. The name of the company escapes me. Uh, I think this company that bought them wanted the name to escape me because they don't want to use the word Takata. That's like the plague. But there's still millions and millions of Takata airbag out there, and there are a lot of them being recalled. There's also other recalls out there. So uh, we talk about Takata all the time. There are other airbags, and there's all sorts of other dangerous issues with cars. It's all about dangerous recall. <clears throat> there should be a law in the books that makes it illegal for a car dealer to sell you a car with a dangerous recall. That would solve the whole problem. We wouldn't be talking about safercar.gov right. if so it was against the law and it was enforced. If a car dealer lost his license to sell cars because he sold you a car with a dangerous recall, there would be no problem. Yeah. But, unfortunately, the car dealers are too powerful, and they're, they're lobbying groups such as the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, the National Automobile Dealers Association. These are the ones that give the big bucks to our politicians, our state senators and, and our representatives, our Attorney General, and all the other folks that should be regulating and making laws, they're, they're being basically bought off by the manufacturers and by the car dealers and their associations. But I've read, written Rick Scott a letter. I have uh, published a full-page ad in the Tallahassee Democrat. It's the main newspaper in Tallahassee where Rick Scott should be. And he's seen the letter, I'm sure. And I've said, issue an executive order making it illegal for car dealers in Florida to sell cars with dangerous recalls. I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? so easy. Can anybody out there tell me why that's a bad idea? Rick Scott, with a stroke of a pen, can solve this whole problem, as could Pam Bondi, the Attorney yeah, General, yeah. as could any of the people in Tallahassee that we elected to do the right thing by us. But they don't want to pass any laws to do this. Why? Because the car dealers would get very angry with them no, as well as the car manufacturers. If they did that, we could sleep in on Saturdays. Absolutely. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, they say you can't fight City Hall. Well, let me tell you something right here. We're fighting City Hall our way. And that is by helping you with these car dealer tricks that continuously, just every single day, there's something trickier from the car dealers. And I'm not saying that they're all bad people, uh, but we're here to point out the ones who, well, may take advantage of you. And uh, that uh, 
www.safercar.gov and enter your VIN number. Check to see if your car is recalled. Uh, 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to John from Palm City. John's a regular caller. Good morning, everyone. Hey, John. I want to ask a question, especially to Rick. Have you ran across any missing side view mirrors that have been stolen from cars? Stolen from the cars? Yes. It's a rash of um, mainly New York City, some in Fort Lauderdale, some in Miami. Takes less than about 30 seconds. Don't ask me what they do with the part. They clip the uh, wire part of it with a wire cutter. And it's a rash of, especially in the, particularly in the Bronx of New York City. But there is a way to stop it. On There's a website, www.automirrorguard.com. Hmm. They sell you for $199 a part that has carbon steel in it. It's power-coated. It has 15, 16 screws. And they'll never be able to get that off. Wow. <clears throat> it's, How's it it's, look? It's so bad that... They're even order a discount for a New York City resident of $25 off on it. It's the only company uh, since December 2015 that offers this online uh, theft uh, return uh, uh, part. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been going, I don't know. First it started, if you remember, with uh, catalytic converters stealing. Then it was airbags. And now it's, for some reason, they got onto this side view mirrors. Yeah, those side views are, are very expensive, John. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to guess uh, $500, $600 because they're so fancy now with the remote controls and, and other uh, electronic well, apparatus. I'm looking at this website now. I'm guessing, John, are they stealing just the glass portion of the mirror or the entire uh, mirror assembly with the body and all? I believe, I don't have a diagram on it, but I believe it's just the glass part yeah. That's what yeah, that they yeah. take. I That's don't think they take the whole mirror. Well, I, but it I is can a major see where that problem. Would be so uh, this yeah. is a good way. As Earl said, it's an expensive part, and it's for one ninety nine dollars for both sides, and it it is a theft proof uh, theft proof uh, way to stop it. Hmm. So John, thanks very much for the call. It. Uh, yeah. I have a second question too, Earl. On shopping reports, can I make a suggestion that we do two places? The one is that's advertising on TV. You you mentioned once that they seem reliable. The Carvana, you're buying a car online mm-hmm. and they deliver it. But the mysterious part is they say you can pick it up and they show like a parking garage with multi levels on it. I don't know how that works. Uh-huh. And the and the second one is it's well it's in Boynton Beach, but there's a brand new CarMax. That opened up in Martin County oh. in Jensen Beach. Oh. It's right off Route 1 and Jensen Beach Boulevard. Oh. But I think we did in the past a shopping report on them on CarMax. Well, great. I didn't even know that they had one in Jensen Beach. So that's good information. And uh, It only took two weeks ago. It only opened up. Well, we'll definitely we'll definitely shop them, and you know, CarMax is on our recommended list. They they uh, they're not perfect, uh, but uh, uh, if you're buying a used car, you could do a lot worse than CarMax. But we'll we'll definitely shop the one at Jensen Beach. Thanks for that information. Yeah, it's on Route One, right off a uh, half a block off Jensen Beach Boulevard. And then just fast, the third thing: Have you ever heard? And and leave it to New York City again, my friend's son. 
he's in the auto theft squad in Manhattan, and they found a car with a bogus Carfax report. I asked him if he could get me a copy, but they're holding it as evidence. Uh, it, have you ever heard of this? I they take a, some kind of form, and they type in the numbers and all the things that they want to say that's good about the car. Oh, have you man. ever heard of anything like that? I, I Not until now. I, but, you know, it doesn't surprise me. It, it, it's kind of scary because we keep talking about uh, Carfax reports. We always get a Carfax report. Had no idea that the car dealers were, were counterfeiting them now. So we got phony Monroneys, and now we got phony Carfax reports. Uh, how do we... How, how do we tell if we got a phony Carfax report? I guess we just have to pull one directly yeah. and compare it to the one that you got. So uh, that's a great call, uh, John. And uh, we need to now warn everybody that when you get a Carfax report, don't necessarily accept the one the car dealer gives you. It might be counterfeit. might be counterfeit. So pull your own Carfax report. Wouldn't that be something? That What we'll do now, you really, you really got me pumped up now, oh, John. Boy. What we're going to do now is we will be doing that ourselves, and then we will ask for the Carfax report. I'd love to bust a uh, South Florida car dealer that was passing out phony Carfax reports. Wouldn't that be something? Well, they're checking out the source of it, but they're not sure. They just found it in the glove compartment. Uh-huh from one of the cars that was stolen and recovered. Wow. So they really don't know the source of it. But I know for a fact, living in New York City for 50 years, Mm -hmm. that everything is available in bogus (laughs) driver's license, passport, (laughs) until they put it into the system and find out that it's a phony. Great information. So I just thought I'd mention that because nothing can shock us today. Nothing. More than that. That's great. John, uh, thank you so much. Great information anytime you call. Uh, so I just want to let everyone know you too can give us a call at 877-960-9960 and that you can text us. We've got a lot of texts this morning, 772-497-6530. And if you just tuned in, you're listening to Earl Stewart on Cars right here at 95.9 and 106.9 FM. We are going to go to Steve who's holding. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Mr. Stork. Good morning to um, uh, Mr. Stork, uh, Earl, if I may, and uh, Rick and everybody. Um, I just had a comment and a question. Uh, this is uh, what happened back then. is happening now. But I wanted to thank you for your uh, mystery shopper for the West Palm Beach Kia here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say that uh, the I didn't like it because of my experience, but uh, the general manager who served you, Paul, I guess I'm glad that he, that he did. I'm that shows that he's listening to your show, <laughs> or, or recognize, yeah. And but I don't like George, the, the the manager there, because I've had too many people. There's, uh, you know, I just I they're sending me warranties now that for certain things that you know doesn't cover. I don't know, but if if it goes bad, I'm either going to eat it or I'll take it up to you and say refinance and get, I'll get a new Toyota. But but um, uh, I just wanted to thank you because. You know, there was a good A-plus on the service, and then Rick had rated it bad. You know, they got a bad letter grade. So that's good. I, I appreciate that because that shows the um, clarity and uh, non-bias for that. So, Well, Steve, I appreciate that information because, you know, we know the car dealers out there are listening, and we just – but we always like the the verification. They're very silent. They won't call the show. But I have a feeling that uh, probably a big segment of our total audience 
our car dealers and their employees. Because the why sil- wouldn't the silent majority? Uh, yeah, why wouldn't you <laughs> listen to this show? Uh, first of all, if you know, if if I weren't doing what I was doing, and I was one of them, and I had some nut like Earl Stewart on the air every week. Uh, who may come into my show and pretend to buy a lease of car, I would, if I didn't listen to him myself, I would assign somebody, listen to the show, and find out if that crazy guy is coming after us again. So I think maybe we're having a positive impact because maybe we're also modifying the behavior a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you have to modify. Oh, absolutely. You have to modify. Uh, what I just said, John from Palm City, uh, great caller, informed us about our counterfeit, uh, Carfax reports. I had no idea. Never thought about it. So he talked about it, and we just said that we're going to go out and get Carfax reports from dealers when we do mystery shop them. But we will have already pulled a Carfax report on the car, and that way we can bust them if there's a counterfeit. Now, if a car dealer is listening to the show, he'd have to be mentally ill to continue That's one the way practice. Of putting it. Uh, uh, to continue the practice of counterfeit Carfax reports. No. Anyway, uh, thanks for the information. Steve, great, again. great, great call, and yeah. uh, keep listening and keep calling in, please. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, I think uh, we, ladies and gentlemen, I will remind you that we have a mystery shopping report coming up, and as uh, Jonathan would say, there's a lot of shenanigans. So stay <laughs> tuned for that. It is going to be a doozy. I have a question for. you both the ladies and and the guys out there uh negotiation uh were you asked when you came into the dealership do you want to negotiate a monthly payment give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 there are a lot of tricks out there Join in our conversation here at Earl Stewart on Cars, and I believe we are going to go to Bob, and uh, he has been holding. Thank you for your patience, Bob. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's finally stopped raining for a few hours anyway. Yeah. I had a a situation with my Mustang, a 2015 Mustang over the... uh, last weekend where the brake lights wouldn't go off. Hmm. And I was very fortunate when my neighbors alerted me to it. Otherwise, they probably would have been on all night. My battery would have been dead. So I went online and I looked uh, looked it up and found that it wasn't a usual thing. Uh, there were these plastic pieces that were on my uh, floor mat on the uh, driver's side. Hmm. So the first thing I did was I pulled the fuse for the brake lights so my battery wouldn't die. And then, uh, according to what I saw online, it was supposedly an easy fix. A little plastic bumper that snaps into a hinge that's controlled by the brake pedal assembly. Hmm. So I figured, let me go down to my friendly Ford dealer on, uh, on North Lake on Monday and uh, get the part. The part runs about 3 or $4. And I'll snap it in there and, you know, everything will be fine. So I go down to uh, the Ford dealer. And on the website, it says the parts department opens at 7.30, but when I get over there, the sign on the door says 8 o'clock, so I had to come back. So I went back, and the parts guy that was very good, and he was looking it up, and we couldn't find it. So he tells me it's non-serviceable. So I said, well, what does that mean? He says, well, you can't buy the part. 
got to buy the whole brake pedal assembly, which is 60-some-odd dollars oh. to replace it. And I said, uh, you know, I said, well, how about uh, a bumper off of one of the other uh, Ford vehicles? Because I saw one online where it was on a Ford Escort mm -hmm. where the kid had the same problem. Because Ford used to use the same setup on all their cars. Mm -hmm. And uh, he ordered me the part. And then I also went around to all the local parts stores to see if I could find a bumper that would fit. And no one had anything. They had them for Hondas and all the foreign cars, but nothing for Ford. Hmm. So he got the part in. I tried to get it in there. And, you know, I had to have the car running so I could press the uh, brake pedal. <laughs> and I couldn't fit it in there. So I had to bring the car into uh, the Ford dealer to uh, have them do it. And I, I just wanted to let everybody know it's a good thing I bought the extended warranty on this vehicle because I always keep my cars mm -hmm. uh, long after the original warranty uh, uh, goes out, and I can say that uh, I would definitely recommend everybody buy an extended warranty if they have an American-made car, if they're going to keep their car outside the uh, period of the original warranty, because uh, it's just ridiculous what these men, what the what the manufacturers have done. But what they did here was they they made it so you can't fix it yourself; you have to bring it in to be fixed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, you know, so I, I had a hundred dollar deductible. It cost me a hundred plus the tax, hundred and seven to fix something that should have cost me four dollars. Yeah, well, that, that's, so, that's, know, that's, that's an interesting. For your listeners, if they buy a car that's an American-made car and they're going to keep it, and they're not leasing it for three years and turning it back in, they're going to keep it five, six, seven years, whatever it may be. That the best thing they could do is buy the extended warranty and buy it from the manufacturer. There you go. And this would be entitled to a, you know, they gave me a loan, a car, and everything, so that was good. Uh, well, I, I don't, good. I don't, I'm not quite sure what Toyota does, but uh, I, I know for one thing that uh, this is not the first time I've run into this situation with the uh, with the manufacturers uh, designing stuff. So you can't you can't do anything with it yourself. You have to bring it in. So. Bob, thanks very much for the call. That's uh, you made uh, two two important points for our listeners, and I agree with you on the uh, extended service contract or the extended warranty. Be sure you buy it from the manufacturer uh, if you want to buy one. Do not get an, one from an independent or. Uh, one that does not have the coverage that uh, good manufacturers' extended warranty would have. The other thing is, this is common practice with too many manufacturers. If you want to have a, if you have a problem, they make you buy the entire module when one little component would would fix. And I've even gone so far as having parts made uh, to fix a problem when the module would may be in the thousands of dollars and there'd be a little cotter pin or some little some little piece that you couldn't buy individually, but you could kind of uh, make one. And uh, you can actually sometimes make a part cheaper than buy the entire module. But very good advice, well, I, Bob. I was told, a couple of people said to me, why don't you just glue on the bumper, you know, cut the stem off because mm -hmm. you can't get the stem through the hole. It's yeah. a little bit too big. Yeah. Why don't you just glue the, the bumper on there? And Because the bumper sits on, a, on the brake light switch. Yeah. Which has a pin that's spring activated. There you go. And when the bumper, the bumper sits on that switch, the light stays off. Mm -hmm. When you depress the brake pedal, the hinge moves the bumper off the switch, and the pin comes out, and the brake lights go on. Yeah. It's a very simple setup. Yeah. But I didn't want to do that because, you know, it gets so hot inside the car, sure. especially over the summertime, that over time, that, that glue, is, that glue, no matter what you use, is going to degrade, and the thing's going to come off. Yeah. And then I'm going to wind up with a dead battery, or I'll be driving around with my brake lights on, and I won't even know it. So I figured I'd bite the bullet, just go ahead and bring it in and let them replace the assembly. 
you know, because and I was the other question I wanted to ask you is, do you think I should notify NHTSA on this because it is a safety issue? Uh, you know, it, especially anything to do with brake lights, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, I just, it just, uh, it just. Good point. I, I think you should. I think, I think you should. Plastic piece like that, exactly. and they could use some other type of material that wouldn't break down for that for that setup. I think you're absolutely right. I think there are many NHTSA issues that are not reported because they don't have a direct safety effect, but certainly indirectly, a brake light is a, a safety factor. If your brake lights are on all the time, it's making it unsafe for other people on the road. I would I would definitely report that. I can't tell you that NHTSA will respond, but you should go on record, email and writing, go on their website. And I'm sure there's an area there for these notifications. If they get enough of them, then they take action. Right. Now, I just is it up to the uh, the dealership when they have a safety issue like that, whether it be an airbag situation or a brake light situation or you know, seat belts or something like that, whatever it might be, when, when, when customers come in, they have to have those things replaced because there's some type of an issue. Are they obligated to send that in to NHTSA or not? No. No, they don't, and uh, it would vary from uh, manufacturer to manufacturer. Some manufacturers do have uh, a place where they listen to these type of complaints, and some of these manufacturers, for example, Toyota, has a direct contact with technicians at the dealership because they're in the trenches. They see things that the engineers and everybody else in the manufacturing uh, company don't even see. But, uh, no, they have no obligation or responsibility notifying this. Uh, this is strictly your your uh, uh, responsibility, and I think you should exercise it. I think you should let them know, and then they have to respond, and uh, that's the best way to get their attention. Okay, well, that's good information. I'll, I'll make an attempt to do that uh, during the week. Thank I'll you, go online and see if I can do that. I'll let you know how I make out. I oh. just want to say, uh, you know, I enjoy your show. I, oh, you know, I wanted to ask you, uh, back when you had your Maniac dealership, you had this real old car in the showroom. Whatever happened to that vehicle? It's still in the showroom, 1937 Pontiac. Uh, you're invited to come in and take a look at it. First car my father sold in 1937. They repurchased it from the original owner, and we had it restored. So 1937 Pontiac. Come on in and take a look at it. Listen, uh, oh, that's true. You have it in your showroom, it's, huh? It's in the showroom, yeah. It's Actually, a, it runs. We can still drive it. Do I have to wear it. a hard hat to get over there? Because I see there's a lot of construction going on. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll loan you a hard hat. Come on by. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's worth the trip. Well, the you trip. can have a great weekend. Thank you very much, Earl, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Great call, Bob. Call again, Thank please. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to go to John, who's been holding. Uh, good morning, John. Oh, hey, good morning. Earl, I want to say uh, thank you for uh, the show. I really enjoy it. I've got a question. Um, I'm looking at buying a car here, and uh, far, uh, you know, I've heard car faxes are a good resource to utilize when you're looking for a car. But then now I've just re- recently saw something online about some of these car faxes are fake or they can be altered or something like that. Is that the case? And maybe you can give some insight on how to use a car fax when you're buying a car. Boy, and uh, I'll just let you respond and, and and listen to the show. Thanks, John. John thank you very much. You know, isn't this amazing? Uh, when it rains, it pours. Mm-hmm. I had never heard about fake car faxes. And then John from Palm City and now another John from Jupiter have both seen the publicity on this. But apparently, uh, John from Jupiter, uh, earlier caller, has called this to our attention. They are actually counterfeiting Carfax reports. And this was in the newspaper or uh, television about uh, being found in cars. Uh, people bought cars 
the car dealer provided the purchaser with a Carfax report. I guess they put it in their glove box or something. And then later on, they took a look at it and said, hey, this isn't the real Carfax report. So we were astounded. And uh, all you listeners out there, buyer beware. When you go into a car dealership, a lot of times they advertise. In fact, if you're a Carfax dealer, they have signs and things like this. We provide Carfax reports to all of our buyers. Well, you want to be sure. <laughs> you want to be sure this is not a counterfeit Carfax report. So, attention car dealers, we know you're listening. We're going to be doing mystery shops of your Carfax reports. We're going to have a legitimate Carfax report on an advertised car. So we'll have the real one. Then we're going to ask you for a copy of your Carfax report, and we're going to find out if any of you out there are doing counterfeit Carfax reports. Rick? Just a little side note on that. Uh, folks, if you're considering buying a car from a private party, from someone that you've found an, an ad online or Craigslist or something, and you're going to buy this from another individual Get a Carfax yourself on that. For the second time now in recent history, I've had a car come into the shop that the person just bought that needs major engine work and it's got a mileage discrepancy. The odometer shows over 60,000 miles less than what I expect this car to be wow. because I have service histories from Toyota that show me that the odometer is not reading the correct mileage. Very good. So what you're saying, Rick, is that Carfax reports are not the gospel. They are not the absolute answer. And there's other reasons, too. I mean, uh, I have dealt, uh, had situations where um, we had a case with a uh, Carfax report that said cosmetic damage only, and it turned out it was far more than cosmetic damage. That's correct. So uh, what we have to do is... This is a recommendation I make to anybody buying a used car. Get the Carfax report. They're about 95% accurate, but they're not 100%. Take it to a mechanic. Take it to your mechanic, third party. You don't want to use the car dealer's mechanic or the car, used car lot's mechanic. Go to your own person that you trust. Might cost you 100 bucks, 150 bucks, and say, just do a check on this car. Is there something that I don't know about? That'll be the best 100 bucks you ever spent. Rick? And it certainly couldn't help if you're buying a car for, not from a dealership or anywhere else, or if it's not the same make dealership, if you're buying a Ford, stop at a Ford dealer and ask them if they will run the VIN number and just print you the service history on that car. Yeah. Because that gives you a lot of information about what's been done on that car, and it takes literally less than five minutes. I guarantee any dealership would be happy to do that because then they'll hope that you'll come back and have the car serviced yeah. with them. You just reminded me of something, Rick. Uh, that's a great suggestion. Uh, just because there's no service history doesn't mean that car hasn't been serviced. The Ford dealer will only have the history of the people that brought it to a Ford dealership. Very true. And I had a text, and I'm getting, and frankly, I've got a deluge of texts. I apologize to the texters that I haven't responded to. Try to get to them next week. Uh, we're just getting too many responses, but I love it. So don't stop texting and don't stop calling. Uh, question was, if I take my car to an independent, I don't take it back to a Ford dealer and it's a Ford, or I don't take it to a Honda dealer, uh, am I going to be penalized with my warranty? Am I going to be penalized in any way, shape, or form? No. Uh, as long as you maintain your car according to the manufacturer's recommendations and you do it 
hopefully from a reputable mechanic, keep a record of it. And if you take it to ABC Independent Mechanic and you did the service that the Ford or whatever the other brand you own recommends and you can document that, it's just as good as having it done at a Ford dealer. It's probably a lot less expensive, too. So that's another reason. Uh, be sure you get a quality guy, someone that knows what he's doing, and you trust him and he's charging you a fair price. Take it to an independent. They can do the job, and that will suffice for any warranty work that you need to claim in the future. Now, warranty work doesn't apply. All the manufacturers require that their dealers perform the warranty work, so your independent cannot do warranty work. Great advice, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't jot that number down, that's 877-960-9960. And you can also text us at 772-497-6530. And remember what I said earlier, no games, no gimmicks. We're here to share the truth with you. We're going to go to Mark, who's calling from Davie. Good morning, Mark. Hey, how you doing? Great. What can we do for you? Hey, I got three top... I got three topics I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, we talked about uh, ro rotating tires when you buy only two tires. Mm -hmm. um, I remembered a good possible reason why um, a lot of these places put new tires on the rear, even if the car is front wheel drive. Okay, Rick. Yeah. Uh, the reason yeah, for that. It, the... it, Go ahead. Yeah, because if the rear tires are not moved, they will age faster than they'll wear. Uh, somewhat, but age usually is not a big issue on the cars for most drivers. Uh, but the main reason that they recommend to put the newer tires, the, the better tread tires in the back, is because there's less weight in the back of the cars on front-wheel drive cars. The weight's all up in the front. So if you have to step on the brakes, your rear tires need better tread to be able to dispel water in a braking situation in the rain, especially here in South Florida. So that's why they always recommend have the best tread in the rear of the car. The weight on the front of the car will help to push the water out from underneath the tires, but you don't want all that weight transferring to the front and your back tires losing grip and sliding out on you. Good, good point. A um, couple weeks ago, um, I got an ad on Facebook Messenger from a place that does ceramic um, coating for for auto paint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mark, that's uh, that is something I hadn't been aware of, and I, we spoke to Alan Napier, who is our collision repair guy, and you know knows all about painting. And he tells me, of course, the copy of those you want to get the right product and the right application and someone that you trust to do the work it's very expensive and uh but it works and this is the type of thing that you might see on bentley's and mercedes and things like this but apparently it is very effective to protecting the paint uh, i think he said that the cost was hundreds of dollars so it's not cheap uh, uh yeah 750 to 1800 is what wow. you told, told me on yeah, in message. Yes, okay. So that's right. You were the, the one that brought it up. So uh, that's, uh, you know, if you've got yourself a $200,000 Bentley or Rolls Royce and you want to spend $18,000 to protect the paint, it uh, sounds like a pretty good idea. Yeah, but for, you said you said it wasn't a good idea for daily drivers because it's, it's not really. It, it's awfully expensive. I mean, like, I have, yeah. I, like, like I have an older car, so it yeah. doesn't make sense. 
No, I, I, I wouldn't say and that. You could probably get a pretty decent paint job, repaint your car for less than $1,800. So, yeah, I think that is, uh, I think it's something It's a luxury, and some people just want to have, you know, everything they can get. And if they can afford it, then I don't have an argument with them. Okay, topic number three, the app we talked about last week. Absolutely. A clean game. <clears throat> I have it on my phone right here. And uh, because thanks to you, Mark, what is the name of that app again? He has, too, he has um, so many apps he'll never pure find gas. His, <laughs> his phone. <laughs> he pure has 700. Gas. Pure gas. Yeah, pure gas. I've got it right here. I have 8,000 apps on my phone. Yes, we were looking at it last night, Mark. 8,001. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. And uh, I, just, uh, I just pulled it up, and it says here, Racetrack, one and a half miles east-southeast, 200 North Congress Avenue, Lake Park, Florida. So all you do, the GPS tells you where you are. Of course, then it tells you where the nearest pure gas. That's where you can buy gas without ethanol. And yeah. Mark is a professor. Right. Well, yeah. they, have, they only have like one, one type of gas without ethanol. The rest is just regular 10%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and like yeah. you go to a Wawa, for example, the hose is blue. Oh. And they're on the outer ends of the pumps. Mm-hmm. And Mark is and a Mark's a professional so driver, and he's found that using non-ethanol gas is increased uh, reduces maintenance, increases mileage, and he has nothing but good things to say. And I'm assuming because you pay a little more for the ethanol-free gas, it's worth the slight added investment yeah. because you're getting a return. Like yesterday, the Wawa on Broward Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale was three forty-two a gallon, but mm-hmm. still. You know, I mean, I mean, with my older car, it definitely makes a fuel economy difference. Yeah. So it costs less per mile to drive. I love just saying wah wah. I can't uh, help myself. Let's all say it together. It's a, I guess it's a it's a brilliant <laughs> name, and uh, but when you said wah wah, I smiled. I can't help myself. Uh, I, I was giggling. <laughs> but uh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> I mean, it's like they they got one of those on the corner of um, Blue Heron and Garden, just east of ninety five. Yeah. yeah. And their yeah. submarine sandwiches are outstanding. Great submarine sandwiches. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, Mark, thank you so much for the information. And that was, uh, well, Friday night recreation for Earl and I. We were going over that app. And uh, oh, we had some meatballs, too. So uh, a little right. bit of gravy, some meatballs. <laughs> Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. I think Stu has something to say. No, I just, I just think you guys lead an exciting life. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and I believe that we've got Doug in uh, Boca. Welcome to the show, Doug. Hi, how are you? Good, great. I saw, I saw, I saw you guys this morning in the Sunrise Club, and uh, Ollie was watching. Oh, meow. <laughs> 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 I, have, I have two questions. Um, okay. One, one question, I have a Honda Civic Si and wanted to know, do I need to use premium gas on it? Hmm. Well, the Honda Civic, I, I'm going to guess no, but uh, the way to find out for sure is when your little cap, uh, when you go to pump your gas, typically it's imprinted there on the little lid that you open up before you take off your gas cap. And the other place you'd find it would be in your owner's manual. Uh, typically the the uh, economy cars, the lower price cars, don't require premium gas. Rick, is, what, what uh, year's that Honda? 
It's a 2018 Honda Civic Si high compression engine. Is it a okay. turbo? Yes, it is. I think yeah. so, yep. According to Car and Driver magazine, the Honda Civic Si does require premium fuel. Now, I'm going okay. to jump in here, uh, Doug, and uh, say this. You're, you could probably go down one level of fuel instead of using the high premium. You drop down one level and see how the car drives. If you don't have any knock, you don't have any uh, noticeable change in your performance, go ahead and use it and save yourself some money. Uh, manufacturers typically over-engineer, over-design, and over-recommend. Uh, when they build a car, they know that if they recommend too high in octane, it's not going to hurt the car. But today, today's cars are designed to compensate a lot more for lower octane gas. And if you don't get an octane, you don't get any kind of performance problem, I would try the lower level. It might even drop down another level to see what happens. It's not going to hurt the car to do that, and you can save yourself okay. a lot of money. And then I have one more question. I don't know if you guys know the answer to this. But my wife's son was in a car accident, hit and run Honda Accord, and um, the guy destroyed our car, nine thousand dollars worth oh, of my. damage on a le on a leased car, mm. and and they just fixed it. She's pretty okay, and we have a friend who told us to to file for a diminished value, um, mm -hmm. which is basically um, you. You get a um, basically um, an adjuster to look at the car and to determine uh, how much less the car is uh, mm -hmm. after the accident. And supposedly she can collect on this, e even it's though it's a leased car. Even though it's a leased car, and, and uh, everybody we talked to about this said no. I, Doug, I, I don't think so. I think interestingly, we had a situation like this involving. Uh, somebody from Pennsylvania used to be a customer of ours, and where the diminished value factor came in was the fact that they were going to exercise their option to purchase the car. Uh, you're not going to exercise your option to purchase the car, so the owner of the car is the one that has to worry about diminished value. Now, you raise an interesting question. If the leasing company, Honda Leasing, says that they want to penalize you for above average normal wear and tear because your car was involved in a $9,000 accident, uh, then you might get into that argument. Uh, the uh, way the leasing companies are supposed to charge you for above average wear and tear is if there was a substandard job of repair done to your car. So if you had a first class repair job, hopefully, was it done by the Honda dealer's body shop? No, no. 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 They used all Honda parts. Yeah. Okay. Well, if it was a first job. class, if it was a first class repair, then your leasing company should not charge right. you anything. If they try to charge you, first I would resist strongly, but a letter of diminished value uh, would certainly protect you from that charge. I don't think it should be necessary, though. Uh, I would not uh, pay a lawyer right now, no. but I would. You could keep that in in mind, just in case you get into a fight with the leasing company. But uh, you let you let me know if they try to charge you. They should not charge you. You get it. Get a magnifying will, glass out and read that agreement. Yeah, yeah. In your, I will let. I will definitely let you know. So. 
So yeah. if I wanted to come to your dealership and take my Honda and turn it in, uh, then it would have to go to Honda, and you guys wouldn't be able to take care of that. No. Correct? No, you have to take it to uh, you have to take it to a Honda dealer because they're going to require an inspection report be made. Exactly. And so exactly. when they do the inspection report, it's always a good idea. Take your smartphone, your camera. Take a picture, some pretty good pictures, tire tread, uh, doors, bumpers, any place where there might be a ding or a scratch, and the interior too. Check the odometer, make a record of that. All this should be written in the lease inspection report, and before you sign off on it, be sure that you agree with their assessment of the car. If they say there's a scratch on the right rear door, verify that there is a scratch and take a picture of the right rear door. That will avoid them trying to charge you for things that you're not responsible for. What happens a lot of times, Doug, you turn a car into a dealer and the, de and the car sits on the lot for several days, maybe several months. Sometimes the car is driven. Oftentimes a car, a lease car, return lease car, might have a full tank of gas. Some car salesman says, ooh, look at this. They get the keys, got a full tank of gas, they drive the car. They run into a uh, a telephone post, and they put the car back where they found it. Leasing company picks the car up, takes it back to the leasing company, and you get a bill for $3,000 because there's a dent in the car that you didn't put there. So be sure you document it. Hey, hey. yeah. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Doug. Great call. You're welcome. That camera is very important when you turn that car in because, uh, you know, what Earl said, Boy, it's absolutely true. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to apologize to any of you that we didn't get to, uh, the texters. Uh, we never have, a well, enough time, and we do have to get to our mystery shopping report. Uh, but I see Earl with his phone in his hand, so he may be getting uh, another text, 877-960-9960, uh, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Well, let's see if we can do one more text, if I can just get my my iPhone to behave. Uh, yeah, we had a text from a listener in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Joyzy. Amazing. Is this the one here? L.A., Most Jersey. Most recent one, last one that came in. Okay. Hi, Earl. I've owned a 1999 Honda Accord since new. It's well-maintained and has 220,000 miles. Wow. The airbag has not been subject to the recall. However, with that said, does this airbag mechanism have a useful life age limit. Is this something I should be worried about? I'm from New Jersey and I love your show. That's fantastic. Yeah, text us and tell us how you found us in New Jersey. We're always curious. Uh, airbags, I guess everything has a useful life. Uh, you raise an interesting question. <clears throat> the airbag warranty is not does not cover a 1999 car. Your car is 19 years old. So all components of your car, powertrain, emission controls, and safety devices are technically out of warranty. So you raise an interesting question. Uh, you've just stumped Earl. Uh, <laughs> I think we need to do a little research on that. But it's a great question. Great question. Cars last a long time. And uh, I don't think there's any provision for testing an airbag. Rick, if I have a 19-year-old car, and I brought it into you, and I said, I'm worried that my airbag might be too old and uh, may not work. What would you do? You're a technician. The only thing that I could tell them is I can 
check to see if there are any diagnostic trouble codes in the system, which most likely there wouldn't be, and the fact that according to most sources, which I can find on the internet, airbags from about 95 on up are pretty much designed to last the life of the vehicle. That being said, it's hard to determine what's the life of a vehicle. Mm -hmm. I mean, is a vehicle actually meant to last, like in the case of your Pontiac, 70 years a or A good more? thing it doesn't say you for know, the life of the driver. Exactly. Because that would be a self-fulfilling prophecy. It Pro certainly would doesn't be. doesn't go off, you're dead. Well, it lasted until you died. Yeah. That's a bad joke. Uh, anyway, little, little, there, there uh, is an article on uh, edmunds.com that addresses this, and it's too long to read right now, but uh, <laughs> maybe next week we could report on it. Yeah. I actually looked at that one and also Auto Trader, and both of them state that they pretty much decide that it should be okay for the life of the car. However, uh, the expense of replacing those airbags and trying to find them when a car is that old yeah. could be... A, probably you wouldn't be able to do it. Well, thank you very much for the call or the text. And uh, we're going to have to do some more research. And uh, I have a feeling the answer is not going to be, there won't be an answer. That's I right. think because no one can tell me that anything lasts yeah. forever if it's mechanical. Yeah. We know they... they and there's got to be a difference between airbags from the 90s and airbags from the, from the 2000s. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Well, they're constantly improving and yeah. constantly changing. A little hard to stump the recovering car dealer. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And I think that we are ready to get to the mystery shopping report. Would you agree? I agree. Okay, and, and a, that I'm mystery a... shop report is from AutoNation Toyota Weston Costco Auto Program. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. This is a doozy. I'm going to do something a little unusual. I'm going to read the uh, blog that I wrote before I do the Mystery Shopping Report. The Mystery Shopping Report has to do with Costco. And uh, we've been shopping Costco-approved certified dealers for several weeks now. Uh, we're having a dialogue with Costco and with the Costco member auto buying program, which is the Affinity Development Group. Uh, we've had telephone conversations, and we have a meeting on the 27th of this month with the Costco Auto Program folks. And we're getting calls from the Costco Auto Buying folks about our negativism about the Costco Auto Buying Program and the fact <coughs> that we are pointing out problems that we feel can affect listeners to the show, especially members, uh, listeners to the show that are members of Costco. Now, I wrote an open letter to the founder uh, of the Costco Corporation. Uh, the founder is named Jim Senegal. He retired a short time ago, and his replacement is Craig Jelinek. But I wrote a letter, an open letter, to Jim Senegal. I want to read a little bit of this letter here, and I want to go on record as saying that I can't think of a better company, a better retail company in the world than Costco. Nancy and I shop there online, uh, in person. We love it. I can't say enough. Let me read this. And again, this is open letter to the founder of the Costco stores. Dear Jim, his name is Jim Senegals, S-I-N-E-G-A-L. And I copied Craig Jelinek, who is the current CEO. 
Dear Jim, you're my hero. The company you co-founded in 1983 is the greatest retail store in the world by all measurements. I've tried to model my company, Earl Stewart, Toyota after Costco. I struggle with one location, and I marvel how you've accomplished near retail perfection with 580 locations in nine countries around the world. It blows me away that you personally visit each of your Costco stores every year. Isn't that amazing? Your systems and processes, and above all, your honesty and transparency have earned you the total trust of your customers and your employees. Any product that a Costco uh, supplies, any company that, any, any product that Costco supplies, my company buys, meaning Earl Stewart Toyota. My wife Nancy and I shop at Costco almost every week. Of course, it's not all about being honest and transparent and loved by your employees and customers. It's about making money and fulfilling your responsibility to your stockholders. You've done that so well that you're loved by your stockholders, including me and Wall Street. Costco truly is a darling of Wall Street. If you don't have any Costco stock, you ought to buy it. Great company. The purpose of this letter isn't only to tell you how much I admire you and your company, it's to suggest something to help you improve your company, you and others. May well ask how I could dare to offer advice to my retail hero. There's not much about running a retail store that I could offer you advice on, but there is one field that I'm an expert on, and that's the auto retail business. Costco sublets its auto member auto buying program to a company in San Diego, Affinity Development Corporation. As you know, each USA Costco warehouse offers special, very low prices to Costco members that purchase from Costco certified dealers. This program is administered and overseen by Affinity, but Affinity, this is a part I think they don't like. Affinity allows car dealers to add additional profit to the price over and above the Costco member price. There are other issues with this program which I would like to discuss with you or your designated successor, Craig Jelinek. Actually, Craig Jelinek is the CEO now, and I edited this particular uh, version of the blog. I know that it's your attention that a Costco member buying a new or used car from a Costco certified dealer receive the same transparent, honest, low price that a Costco member gets buying any product in one of your warehouses. This is not the case today. I would be happy to meet with you personally or speak with you by phone to share more details and evidence of what I'm saying. Thanks for the taking the time to read this letter. And again, that was addressed to Craig, no, to Jim Senegal, who is uh, currently the, well, is the founder, and then to Craig Jelinek, who is the current CEO. And I haven't had a call back from them yet. As I say, I do have a meeting with the uh, Costco auto buying, auto buying folks who are the uh, Costco auto buying program. They call themselves the Costco auto buying program. Now here's the mystery shop. It applies directly to this letter. Mystery shop of Auto Nation Toyota in Western Florida, which is the Fort Lauderdale area. Auto Nation, as you probably know, is the largest uh, retailer of vehicles in the world, owned uh, by the stockholders. It's a public held company. Michael Jackson is the uh, CEO of Auto Nation. This week, we continued to shine the spotlight on the Costco Auto Program. We mystery shopped Auto Nation Toyota using the Costco Auto Program to try to learn several things. With the dealership, follow the rules of the Costco Auto Program and 
use an authorized Costco representative, show our shopper the Costco membership only price sheet and honor the Costco price. With the flaws of the Costco Auto Pro Program, even if the dealer followed the rules, ultimately work against the favor of our mystery shopper. Among the flaws with the program that we've discussed on this show include the problem with dealer fees and dealer installed options. The Costco dealer may show the Costco member a very low price, but he will eventually surprise the customer with a large dealer fee or multiple dealer fees. We're not entirely clear how Costco Auto Program handles dealer installed options. We've seen language that promises 50% off the price of these unwanted items, and we've seen language that promises no charge for them. If it confuses us, it probably confuses the Costco member. Since we've experienced a mixed bag of mystery shopping experiences, this is about the sixth or seventh. We've been going on, yes, yeah, since the yeah. uh, beginning of May. Uh, a mixed bag. We always learn something new. We inquired about purchasing a new 2018 Corolla L to the Costco Auto Program, and we were referred to AutoNation, Toyota, and Weston, that's Fort Lauderdale area, down in Broward County. In seconds, we received an official confirmation email. The email indicated that we should expect an email from the dealership to set up an appointment. It also introduced us to the official Costco representatives who would be the ones authorized to work with our shopper. A few minutes later, we received an email from an AutoNation Toyota salesperson, Sebastian. Sebastian's email contained a first for us among Costco shops. Never happened. This never happened. A price quote in writing by email. First written quote from a Costco approved dealership. Normally, we would have to wait till we physically visit the dealership to see the price on the official Costco member only price sheet if we can find it. This time, we got our price almost immediately, at least we thought. Sebastian's email included a photo of the 2018 Corolla L I had inquired about. The price was an incredibly low $15,415. Incredibly low. The vehicle was in stock. I've got the VIN number right here. And it listed the VIN number, of course. $15,415 is exactly $4,000 below invoice. $4,000. That's way, way below invoice. Now there's currently a $2,000 Toyota cash incentive, so AutoNation's discount amounted to $2,000 below invoice, which is still way, way below invoice. Now this written price that we got, never gotten before from a Costco member, also had a curious disclosure. Here's a disclosure. All prices listed are for promotional period on in-stock vehicles only when financing with Southeast Toyota Finance with approved Tier 1 credit and include all dealer cash discounts. Never seen that before. Tier 1 Plus, too. Yeah. That's like 740 up. Very high. you got to be the Pope. Yep. you got to be. you really got to have their credentials with that kind of a beacon score. Incentives offered are in lieu of, and this is the fine print disclosure, Incentives offered are in lieu of and cannot be combined with special APR offers. Dealer retains all incentives. Pricing does not include taxes, tag, and electronic filing fee and dealer fees. Doesn't tell you what the amount of the fee is, and it doesn't tell you what the dealer fees or the electronic filing fees. Doesn't tell you anything. It just said 
this price that we were startled to receive doesn't return doesn't include something that but we're not going to tell you how much mm. offer valid for 24 hours unless expressly specified <laughs> and with copy of me email only uh, that's, the sh that's the shortest <laughs> expiration period ever, ever 24 saw. hours uh hurry yeah anyway <laughs> this too was a first i mean this is new now this is the largest retailer of cars in the usa auto nation we sent agent x down to auto nation Toilet and Weston to find out what was going on. And here's a report speaking in the first person as if I am the shopper. There was a pack of salespeople waiting in front of the showroom when I arrived. One broke away to approach me as I made my way to the door. He asked me uh, how he could help, and I asked him to direct me to the restroom. That always slows him down. Well, it's a long drive to Weston. It is a long drive to Weston. <laughs> he asked how he could help, and I asked him to direct me to the restroom. He pointed the way. And I asked if I was there to see a car. I said I was. And he replied, he'd be waiting for me. Always makes me nervous when someone's waiting for me when I'm in the restroom. Like a vulture. Uh, it makes me a little I'll be right outside I, the door. It makes I, I, me a little nervous when there's a pack of salespeople. <laughs> <laughs> After I left the restroom, I walked back to the front of the showroom, and I found the young man who greeted me. His name was Juan. I told him I was there to buy a new Corolla. He pointed outside to where the Corollas were parked. It was pouring rain, and Juan asked if I wanted to, him to get a couple of umbrellas. I suggested we stay inside until it lit up. I told him I was with the Costco Auto Program, and I was referred to AutoNation. So there, he knows I'm from the Costco Auto Program. Okay? I asked him if there was anyone in particular I needed to speak with. He said that all the salespeople worked together and that he could take care of me. He paused, then said he better check with the manager first. Juan was not listed on the Costco email. So Juan was not an approved Costco representative. We both walked to the sales manager's tower. You know these towers they have in the car dealerships? Is, mm. You know, up at the top where they, they look down. Where the council looks down. The council looks judgment. down, everybody. So we uh, went to the tower. Juan told Shevin that I came through Costco. Shevin was the manager up in the tower and asked what he should do. Shevin told Juan to go ahead and take care of me. I didn't say anything about my email from Sebastian. Strike one. It's getting a little confusing. We got Juan, we got Shevin, we got Sebastian. Sebastian is the Costco approved member, or Costco approved representative. Uh, Juan is the salesman, and Shevin is the other salesman. He's the one in the tower, correct? Shevin. Sebastian's the one in the tower. Oh, Sebastian's no, in the tower. No, Shevin. Shevin's oh, Shevin's the tower. Yes. See, I'm confused already. So that was Shevin. Okay. The rain cleared up and we walked outside. We couldn't find an L model, so Juan asked if I would take an LE. He said accurately that it was about $500 more, so I agreed. Now, you wonder, why couldn't they find the car that they sent the VIN number on? But, okay. We agreed. We found an LE. It was silver with an MSRP of 20200 $928. It had an addendum, the amount of $998. Addendums are what we call phony Monroneys, and they have $998 for an appearance package and dent protection. Addendum labels are phony baloney. They are adding the price, increasing the price. And we found one on the Moroni, or the phony Monroney. One that told me all about the car and we took it for a test drive. On the drive, I told them that I forgot to mention, I had an email from Sebastian, the official Costco rep, 
about my Costco inquiry. I asked him if he should be involved in the sale. Juan again said that he and Chevin would take care of me. Juan wants to keep himself in the picture. We returned and found a table in the corner. Juan left me for about 10 minutes, then returned with Chevin. Chevin is the manager from the tower. So Chevin came down from the tower. Am I getting that right? That's correct. Okay. I was expecting to see all the promised Costco documents, member only, price sheet, invoice, buyer's order, etc. Juan and Chevin were empty handed, no documents. Chevin launched into a high pressure close. He peppered me with questions about financing, credit, down payment, when I wanted to buy, was I buying today? I said I was buying next week. He asked me why I wasn't buying today. <laughs> I said I didn't even know my Costco price. Chevin replied that I would get all that information once I was in finance. This doesn't sound like a Costco experience to me. It does not. Uh, finance, aka the box, I won't get into that. Let it be said about finance that car dealers make more money in finance than they do when they sell you the car. Mm. Let it also be said that AutoNation makes more money in finance than any other publicly owned car dealership. They average about $2,500 per car sold in finance. So you don't want to wait until you get into finance before you find out the price of the car. Not a good idea. Where am I here? I was left alone for 15 minutes? No. Yeah, I was left alone for 15 minutes. Occasionally I could hear both of them talking and laughing somewhere out of sight. They returned and Chevin sat down. He had the email that Sebastian had sent me. He said this was my Costco price sheet. It's not. He explained that although the quote was on the L model, the structure would stay the same for the LE I had expected to buy. That's correct, isn't it, Sue? Because mm -hmm. it's a discount from invoice. That's correct. I protested. I said I needed a detailed price sheet that explained all my costs. I also said I would need an itemized buyer's order. He asked me why I would need all of that when I hadn't even decided to buy the car yet. I said I was buying the car. Chevron reminded me that I was, I was buying next week. Now he's starting to argue with me. Yeah. A little strange and maddening. I asked if I could speak with Sebastian. He was the authorized Costco rep. After all, Chevin agreed. He and Juan left together again. They returned pen ten minutes later with Sebastian. Finally, we get the Costco approved representative, Sebastian. Sebastian showed me a Costco member only price sheet, finally, uh, with my price, $15,903 plus AutoNation's $799 dock fee. He also had an invoice for the car I was buying. The invoice was $19,903. So my price on the price sheet was indeed $4,000 blue invoice. This matched the same discount I had received on the L model. So far, so good. I thanked Sebastian and I asked if I could get a buyer's order. Sebastian asked Chevin if he could print one for me. Chevin said okay and left again. Juan didn't follow him this time. Chevin delivered the buyer's order and Sebastian reviewed it for me. Okay, here it is. The selling price was 15900 It wasn't 15903 Yeah, the sell price was not yeah. 15903 It was 16404 I asked why the price was $500 higher. He said it was because I was not fin financing with Toyota. I said, that doesn't sound right. 
He said it was an incentives thing. He had no control over it. It was a lie. That it's just true. not true. It's a flat lie. They've had bonus cash before. There is no bonus cash yeah. on a Corolla now. Exactly. So they added the $799 dealer fee, and this wasn't even mentioned in the disclosure that we talked about earlier, $149 private tag agency fee, which is a dealer fee. Dealer fees go by all sorts of different names. Now you take the 900, well, 799 plus 149, you get $948 worth of dealer fees. And then you got another 500 bucks, which came out of the air, which was a lie about not financing with Southeast Toyota. So a lie about not financing with Southeast Toyota, 500 bucks. And then 149 undisclosed dealer fee, $799. Uh, kind of a disclosed dealer fee, but they didn't tell you how much until you bought the car. It all adds up to $1,448 more than what the Costco price was. Epilogue AutoNation Toyota West didn't get any part of the Costco Auto Program right, and they used the internet flaws in the program to take advantage of our shopper. They also misrepresented the current incentives on the new 2018 Corolla to justify a $500 bump in price. A discount of $2,000 blue invoice would mean a hard, meaning a real, honest to gosh, $700 loss, losing money to the dealer. But All Nation did not need to worry about this. After adding their first dealer fee of $799, they had less when they added the second dealer fee of $149, and they had absolutely nothing when they added the $500 bump, which was a lie about the financing. So, the Costco price was a lure to get you in to buy the car below the dealer's true cost. And then they bump you by dealer fees, by different names, and an artificial price increase about a lie on the financing. And that's what happened to our mystery shopper at AutoNation and Weston for Lauderdale on the Costco Auto Buy Program. Now, we're getting a lot of pressure from the Costco Auto Bib member buying program folks and they're coming on the 27th, uh, their threats uh, to cancel us as a Costco dealer, meaning my Toyota dealership. They say we're defaming them. Uh, I say we're telling the truth. And I'd love to hear from anybody out there who can say to me, one way or the other, how we have defamed anybody. Because all the lawyers know that the perfect defense against libel and slander is the truth. Is there anything we said that is not the truth? It is all true. Yeah. I have nothing but praise for Costco. Oh, absolutely. My problems are with the Costco member auto buying program, which is administered and really run totally by the Affinity Development Corporation in San Francisco. And that's where we're getting all the heat. And they're coming at us, phone calls, all sorts of emails, telling us to shut up. They want me to shut up. They don't want me to be talking on the radio show. They don't want me to make be posting on blogs, they don't want podcasts, they don't want YouTubes, they don't want the truth. And there you have it. Okay, mm -hmm. I think we should vote. Well, it's be uh, easy one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to vote. Very easy. You folks that are listening to the Mystery Shopping Report, this is the AutoNation store in Western Florida near Fort Lauderdale. Rick, you want to go first? Absolutely, and I'm Probably one of the easier graders, but I'm going to say it's an easy F all the way around. You're here. Nancy? 
Well, I can honestly say this definitely isn't a Costco experience. And, uh, you know, you walk, uh, you even think of their name, and uh, you feel comfortable. You know, you feel like as if you're really going to be taken care of. Uh, but here, uh, quality, satisfaction, credibility, I give it an F. Stu? Uh, I got a ditto Nancy and Rick. Double Fs. Yeah, a double F, and I'm going to make it unanimous. And I'm also going to say that Michael Jackson, who was the CEO of AutoNation, is an honest man. He's a good man. He's a good manager. He's got something like 250 stores. And in his barrel, he got some rotten apples. Uh, Michael Jackson, if word gets back to you, you got a rotten apple in the barrel in Western Florida because those people out there totally disregarded the rules of the Costco member auto buying program, which we don't salute and enjoy very much anyway. But not only did they violate the rules, they tried to deceive the Costco member. If the publicly owned company, AutoNation, has problems with the Costco member auto buying program, a whole lot of other car dealers are doing the same thing or even worse. And that's what we've seen from our experience. So Costco, please help us get yes. this straightened out. And Michael Jackson, please help us get this straightened out. Yeah, we need, we need to restore the truth. And uh, by the way, I'll take a moment and commend you uh, how uh, elegantly you wrote your column. And uh, it uh, blew me away whenever I read it. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you missed that, uh, you can go to Erlon Cars and uh, you can read all of the uh, columns and blogs that he has written and also in the uh, weekly, uh, the, the Florida Weekly and the Hometown News, you'll find his column there. Thank you for joining us this morning and we'll be right back here next week. Go.